Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Today on the show, we have Daniel Colson. Daniel is a radical follower of Jesus. He is a business person who's a marketplace minister, and then he's also the pastor of a church in New Mexico. So Daniel, it is an honor to have you here today. Awesome, man. Thank you. Bless you. Yeah, so we um, we met again, like a, a lot of our recent guests, on a ministry trip to Brazil. And um, you know, Daniel stood out on the way there, uh, had a hat that said Jesus. And I said, that guy's got to be with us. And uh, sure enough, he was. And got to know him over the trip and just see him minister. And and ultimately, like, I just, I love your heart, not only for the Lord, but I love your heart for people. Just seeing God move in power and, and just expecting him to show up in mighty ways. So it was an honor to serve along with you in Brazil. And um, the thing that's really cool is to just hear that uh, this is a fairly recent transformation for you and you you really just caught fire and you you just want to continue to put gas on that fire so uh that's exciting yeah come on how much how much fun was brazil it was amazing it was amazing um you know i had never seen anything like that on that scale uh but i know that you uh you'd been on some other mission trips prior to that and had already seen uh some pretty amazing stuff it was still i mean watching what god was doing i think that first night uh, we had that little boy i think he was like 10 years old little boy get out of a wheelchair um so that definitely increased my faith we need those trips just to remind us that god is still moving but he's moving here too that's right that's right yeah it's i think it's it's so important i would encourage every listener out there to uh, you want to build your faith, go on a mission trip with with people that are on fire for Jesus. Don't just go to to build a you know house and to dig a well and all this. That's important. That's good. But go with people that are on fire that want to see God move and he will move. And then you'll bring that back and uh, then you'll start to see him move wherever you live. Uh, but Daniel, you... The thing that really just blew my mind, six years ago, you were an atheist, and now you are on fire for Jesus. So tell us uh, how that came about, how to such a radical transition, how does one go from not believing at all to, uh, I believe that God's going to show up every single time that I pray? Yeah, it was... uh... I was 37 years old, you know, and I wasn't raised with any faith. My dad, my dad was actually Jewish and my, my mom was Catholic and, um, you know, and I, I, when they, they, when they raised us, they just decided to not raise us with faith. And, um, you know, I really think it was a blessing. I know that sounds crazy, but it gave me the opportunity later in life to discover my faith. Um, you know, 37 years old, not did not believe in God, um, doing doing what 
I would say, you know, I always say I was living the American dream. You know, my I had a good family still, you know, who I, I loved. And I obviously I, I love even more now uh, with Jesus. But um, good family, good money. Um, but there was something missing in my life, you know, and, and I didn't know what it was. And so I never felt satisfied. I was I was caught in that rat race of living the American dream. And so I realized now, I didn't realize it at the time, but I realized now my whole identity was dependent on um, how much money I had in the bank or how many toys I had. And um, yeah, so, I, so I, I, was, I was definitely missing, you know, a huge thing, that, you know, that I realized, you know, I, I would see people, I actually shared my testimony at churches other, this, this past Sunday, just because I want people to know. Um, but, you know, I remember seeing people smiling all the time and happy. And, and I would think to myself, like, man, I know I have more than you, you know, and I'm thinking physical items, you know, and I don't smile like that. And so, I was living the American dream. I was chasing, you know, all this stuff that comes with it. But, you know, there was there was something inside me that was longing for more. And I didn't I didn't know what it was. Um, You know, it, it was to make make the story a little bit shorter. You know, it, it kind of came down to I had a friend who one day he 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 kind of Everyone said he lost his mind. He ended up in the in the hospital in the psych ward. I won't get into the details of that, but his family called me to go. I, you know, I, I've always been the person to call when people need help, and so uh, I I went to the hospital and he he talked about seeing angels and demons and light and dark, and I'm listening to him, and I'm the only atheist around, and I. I was the only one that believed him, you know, something inside me was like, what if he's having this spiritual experience? Um, and that, that really caused, you know, when you're an atheist and you don't believe in that stuff and then something inside you tells you that this is true, that your friend is experiencing this, it causes you real fast to rethink what you believe. And that sent me down my, my, my journey of, of just uh, seeking whatever is out there, you know? Yeah, I think that that is, um, you, you have those moments where, you know, you see something or you experience something and you like, all right, either this is made up and, you know, this isn't real. Or if it is, like, I need to know something more about this. And, and I think when you experience uh, or or hear about things of the supernatural that cannot be explained by man, uh, that's really where you've got a choice. Like, I'm either going to find out more about this or uh, I'm just going to dismiss it because, you know, I, I don't really understand it. And and I think there are a lot of Christians that have grown up in church that it's just a lot easier for them to dismiss because they haven't been taught that those things exist. Uh, but you know, as somebody who's outside of the church, not grown up that way, you know, you've seen the supernatural in movies, you know, horror films, Hollywood has broadcast the supernatural for decades. 
and done a good job of promoting and presenting it. So people, they're familiar with all that stuff. They just don't hear about it in church. So somebody who didn't come up with that religious background, you had a different lens and you're like, okay, um, let, let's, let's find out more about this. Cause I think that my friend is telling the truth. I don't think that my friend would lie to me. So as you started that pursuit, what did that look like? Yeah. So, so, you know, I want to say it wasn't far into my journey, you know, um, a few weeks where I feel like I experienced God in a real way. Um, you know, and, and, and I actually think I was, I was started climbing this, this mountain. It's not a huge mountain. It's, it's a mile up and a mile back. But I remember like being on top of the mountain and being like, um, God, surely you could change the wind if you're real. Like I, I actually asked him, like, I was like, um, if you're real, surely you can change the wind. And as soon as I said that, now th this was this was in the spring and the wind was blowing. I mean, it was obviously, it was blowing really hard. And as soon as I said that, the wind came to a complete stop and then started blowing the opposite direction. And then it came to a complete stop and then it resumed the... And so I experienced God early on in a powerful way, but I was I was... I was needing that and I was asking for it. And so it sent me down this path and I was just, I was on fire. Like I, I read the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelations in three months. Now I probably didn't understand 98% of it, but there were those things that you just, you're reading about. And I remember taking my Bible to my pastor and going, why don't we believe this anymore? And, and it wasn't like in a, defiant type of way, like, ooh, I, I know the Bible better than you type of way. But I truly thought that there must be something in here that I'm missing, or maybe I didn't get to, or that I didn't understand why. Because what I was reading the Bible compared to what I was seeing in church looked very different. And even, even at church, you go, we believe in the Bible. Like, we believe what the Bible says. But... I was struggling to find someone that truly believed what the Bible said. And, and so that's why I was, I was happy to be exploring my faith. And, and early on, I realized that God had a different journey for me. So I was, that fire took me to the streets. And, and I started to, um, I honestly, I started to pray for homeless people. Like I, I, I just, they, I, I say they were my guinea pigs, but like understand that, Stepping out in faith to pray for someone is tough because you have ego and you have the fear of, the, of man and you're afraid that someone's going to whatever. And so it's easier to go to like a place like Brazil where you're outside of your culture, you're away from your peers or you're with the only peers that actually believe in that stuff are with you. So it encourages you. And so what I realized that I was doing was I found the furthest thing from my culture within my culture. And I remember that journey and I was trying to get people to come with me and no one would. And I wanted to see, you know, it says signs and wonders will follow. And so I just kept going after it. And I prayed for a lot of people and it, you know, it started out with me. I think with the first person I went to, 
I ran up to him. I said, Jesus loves you. And I ran away. <laughs> that, was, that was that was the extent of it. But it, I, it continued. And I kept going after it. And I started seeing miracles. You know, I saw um, broken arms healed. And I saw, um, you know, sprains and pains and, and knees and people, you know, leaving their their canes with me and, you know, crazy powerful stuff and i'm going back to the church at the time going you guys you have to come out with me like god is is doing something and so so god just had me on this journey um and maybe because i didn't put myself in in a religious box you know and and i wanted um it all and and the funny thing is like you talk about all the supernatural stuff i'm not I was never into that stuff, you know, as an atheist. Like, I wasn't the one watching the sci-fi movies or anything else. It was just, it was like you experience one little move of God and you and it opens up the Bible in a whole new way. And I want to see it all. I still want to see it all. Wow, that's really exciting. Stay tuned. We'll have more Living Life on Purpose after we hear from one of our sponsors. Are you a business person that's hungry for more of the Holy Spirit at work? Partnering with God is what you were designed for. Experiencing God at work and being a blessing to the city that you live in is accessible to every believer. Hearing from God for your business and city shouldn't feel mysterious or inaccessible. Heaven and Business exists to give you access to the tools and training you need to equip you to grow with God in business and influence. Begin with their free trial and an online membership, then explore the events, community, and other resources. Check out heavenandbusiness.com today if this is what you're looking for, and I promise you won't be disappointed. And now, back to Living Life on Purpose with your host, Matt Wilson. There's a lot of similarities in our story um, because, you know, for me, it was around the age of 37 that I fully surrendered. And it was a, a radical, um, you know, supernatural revelation that caused me to surrender. And then there was just this rapid acceleration in the hunger and the desire. And as I started again, similar things, I read the word of God and I read it all the way through. And I, too, was like, hey, this is full of prophecy. This is full of miracles. This is full of healings. Like, why are we not seeing these things? And I kept pressing in because I wanted to see God do more. I wanted the God of the Bible to come alive in my life. And the more I kept pressing in, the more I started to see God do these things. But it was also, that was 2016, uh, August of 2016, the Lord sent me to minister to the homeless. And and that was really where uh, I just really got connected with his heart and, you know, in, in Birmingham, you know, so you're in New Mexico, I'm in Birmingham, Alabama, you know, a lot of the the homeless here would tell you that they're, you know, Christians, that they believe. And, um, you know, so there's 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 still a religious mindset, even though they're on the streets, there's this supposed belief, but there's a lack of faith that God can really show up and change their situation. So, you know, I haven't seen as many miracles. A woman got healed two weeks ago out in the park. Um, but we haven't seen as many miracles uh, as I would like to see. Uh, so I think we need to team up and and go uh, and, and pray for the homeless. Um, but, you know, it, it is important 
that when you see God do something and you recognize that there's more of him available, there's so many people around here that, you know, oh, I believe, well, wh- where's the evidence? You know, where, where's the fruit? You know, when, when's the last time you even prayed for somebody else, let alone prayed for, you know, something miraculous to happen. And, and so it is, uh, you know, you do have to get out of your own way. You do have to put your pride down. You do have to realize like, you know, it isn't me that's healing anybody. Like I'm going to step out in faith and believe that God's going to honor his word. And if he does, this person's getting healed. If he doesn't, Hey, I prayed and you know, the results are not up to me. So as you started to do that over and over and over, uh, and you start seeing all these things, um, uh, you know, what, what's that journey been like and, and how has that grown your faith? What's that look like in all other aspects of your life? Yeah. So, um, real quick, you know, Jesus just became part of my life. We, uh, I was seeing miracle signs and wonders here. I even had, had a blind, someone that was blind, get her sight back. Um, and then we went to Mozambique. So in 2017, we went to Mozambique. I took my whole family. So I've got my beautiful wife and my two awesome children. And we went to Mozambique and we spent three months there. And everyone we laid hands on got healed. Everybody. Like, um, there was not one person that did it. And, and we saw, we saw blind eyes open. One guy, eight years, complete blind, completely, um, gets his sight back. We saw deaf ears. We saw I, one lady, her a bone grew out of her, of her foot. Like she was missing a bone in her ankle and it grew out as we prayed for her malaria to disappear. Um, she was, she was Muslim and she gave her life to Jesus that day. Um, and so we're seeing all this, you know, multiple, multiple cases of malaria where you feel the fever just disappear underneath your hand. I mean, people were bringing the sick to the base to find my wife and I to pray for them. And it was incredible. Um, I remember like two weeks before we came back, I was I was getting up at four in the morning and just praying to God, like, God, why are you different in America? I mean, this is this was really my question. Like, why are you different in America? If you did this in America, America would be saved, you know. And, and that was my my not my narrow thinking, right? It was like, oh, just just do that, do this. Like, if everyone got healed, then it's done. The kingdom is ours, right? But uh, you know, and for for a couple of weeks, I was praying, and it was like the day before we left. Uh, maybe one of the most convicting things God ever has told me. He tells me, Daniel, I'm not different in America. You are. You see, I was walking up to people bold, full of faith. And and I was so sure that people were going to get healed in Mozambique. I would tell them, Jesus is going to heal you right now. And they would get healed. And I realized that although I was walking in faith, before I left, I still had that fear of man and, and you know, that pride. And um, and so I realized, I knew exactly, as soon as he said it, I knew what he was talking about. Uh, we came back and we started praying for people and and um, amazing testimonies here. I mean, it, 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 was, it was not, we didn't have a 100% breakthrough like Mozambique, 
but we were up there. I, it was unusual for, for someone not to experience some sort of breakthrough when we prayed for him. And, and we saw blind eyes and deaf ears. I had a, a pastor's son who had shingles. And he had, you know, the, I mean, you could see them. Like they were all over his head. And I put, laid my hand on, it, on him, on his head, and they all disappeared. You know, like the most incredible miracles. And this is in America. But it, it actually took me to go to get outside my culture to build my faith, to come back and, and do it. And that's why, why these trips are incredible and why, um, as Christians, we should be finding those places. You know, Jesus lived a lifestyle of retreating and returning, retreating and being with the Father and returning. And, you know, getting out in these spiritually charged atmospheres like Brazil or Mozambique or um, any place where you can be around people with such faith, um, it will get you there, you know, and, and it will give you the faith. You know, I, um, it's, it's, it's fun. Like, this is fun. Like, there's this lie that people believe that, that it's going to be horrible to have to pray for people. But it, it is, I've had the more, I've had more fun in the last six years of my life than the 37 years prior combined. And so it's, it's, it's a journey and it's, it's a lifestyle. So I'm, I, I pastor a church, but, you know, I, I'm also full-time business owner, you know, and, and I get to share my faith with, with people, my clients and, and no one's ever spit on me. You know, some people have gone saved. Some people have gone healed. Um, no one is left offended. Like, it's, you have that idea. On the street, you think you're going to offend somebody. I'm telling you, the only people that get offended by me praying for them on the street are super religious Christians. That's it. They're, 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 it's, Christians that get offended. Man, I love that. And and I agree that, um, you know, people get healed, delivered, saved, all kinds of amazing breakthroughs in my office, in the marketplace, and, you know, on the streets, in the gym, you know, wherever. And and it is interesting that, that it is the, the religious, which again, Jesus opposed the religious, uh, he was for the lost and, and he wanted to set the lost free. Uh, but at the same time, it was the religious who had Jesus crucified. It was the religious who he called whitewashed tombs. And so, you know, it, it is fun. It's an adventure with him when we step out in faith and when we uh, get to see him move. It, it's not, you know, religion is dead. Relationship with Jesus is exciting. And, you know, a couple examples of that, you know, when we were in Brazil and we had gone to that little uh, little cafe or bakery, whatever it was, uh, you, you know, we're sitting there at dinner and you get the word of knowledge for the, the waiter and, you know, it's something with his ankle or his foot, whatever. And uh, so you ask him if he's got pain and and he did and it got healed and, you know, and he couldn't even speak English. Uh, but you know, one of the translators from the church happened to be, you know, a couple of tables over. We didn't even know that he was with the church, but, uh, ended up getting to minister with that guy later on that night. That's exciting. I mean, like, 
out of a couple thousand people, that happens to be the guy that I get teamed up with later on that night, praying for a you know guy with a severed spinal cord. So word of knowledge leads to connecting somebody else. And, and then even on the plane back, you know, uh, we're, we're standing up on the plane and, you know, looking for people to minister to, and you get a word of knowledge for the flight attendant. And, um, you know, she's like, yes, I do have that pain in my shoulder, but you know, she didn't believe that it could be healed and you prayed for her. And, um, and she's like, Oh, the pain's still there. And I'm like, well, can I pray for it? She's like, y'all just leave me alone. You know, and I thought we were going to get the air marshals called on us, but you know, it's exciting when you step out in faith and look, I don't know why. You get a word of knowledge for one and they get healed. You get a word of knowledge for the other. They don't want to receive it. I don't know why somebody wouldn't want to receive healing. Some people like their pain. They like their diagnosis. They've partnered with, um, you know, that that thing that's coming against them. I mean, we'll just call it a demon. Uh, at the end of the day, it's, I think people need to realize that there is a whole world that is available, a whole supernatural realm that is available to followers of Jesus that they have not tapped into. And, you know, I meet people on a regular basis that are just like you and I, that, you know, they're looking for other people that are like them because they don't want to be labeled crazy. I don't care what people think. Like I am way beyond that. And you mentioned it. You know, you, you have to get outside of your fear of man. Once you get outside of that fear of man, you realize there's one person to fear. His name is God Almighty. And in a, like a, a reverent way, not in a, oh, he's going to strike me down. But, you know, like I know what he's capable of, good and like correction. Uh, so from that standpoint, once you get out of that and you start to see him move, like you don't want anything else. And there's nothing else in this world that will satisfy like that relationship with him and in partnering with him and seeing people getting set free of stuff that they weren't supposed to be walking around with anyway. It's incredible. So, you know, from that standpoint, you are, you're pastoring this church in New Mexico while still running a business. Uh, what does that look like on a regular basis? I mean, how do you, how do you keep up with it all? I don't know. <laughs> uh, my life, my life feels you know, I've, I got a lot of irons, you know, I'm, I'm also in a seminary. Um, it's, uh, God has just blessed me. You know, what, what I used to have to work so hard to earn, um, I do in such a short period of time. So um, my day is a little bit of business and a whole lot of ministry. And, but I, I should, I take that back. Look, I wanted to get this straight and I want any, everyone, no matter where God calls you, whether he's calling you into, to be a pastor or in business or anything else, like he's, you're called into full-time ministry. Like we, we need to get past this. The, uh, you're called to full-time ministry and I'm working. And this is, this, this deal is when you accept Jesus in your heart, you become a full-time minister that you're you're called to step into that he's calling you to step into and so um but my time like work-wise like you know it's i i know i i know you need people to run with and that's where god called me to start a church and so um 
church church is a good amount of time you know it takes up a good amount of time but it's it's beautiful time and being able to to disciple people and sow into people and and grow people um is the biggest honor that i've ever had in my life also the biggest challenge you know i've been in business a long time i'll tell you what pastoring people is is can be challenging but you you stay in prayer and you stay connected with god and take it one step at a time and it's been it's been also the most rewarding season of my life i mean it's fun it's uh you guys this this being a christian is fun you know i just last week we went to houston i went um there was this like round table event went with a couple of my friends at that in the elevator at the airport this lady walks in with a brace if you want to know who to pray for find people with braces <laughs> um, and i asked her i go what happened and she said oh i had i have gout and i said oh i had gout too until jesus healed me in an el packed elevator at an airport and i just started sharing the simple gospel of how God healed me. And I asked her if I could pray for her. God heals her. And then some other lady in the same elevator with gout also jumps up to get prayed for. God heals her. And then this other lady comes up and whose feet were swollen and she was in pain and God heals her. You know, three people healed within, you know, a minute, a quick little testimony for everyone in the elevator and by then like people outside the elevator were watching you know god is god is real you know and, and just like showing people that god cares about him a word of knowledge for our waitress at a dinner about you know her left knee you know let her know that that the god who created everything knows what is happening in her life and wants to see her healed you know this is this is fun we get to represent god on earth. and it doesn't get better but we got to get past the fear that that the devil puts in our hearts you know to to see it that is so exciting and and it really is um you know i was talking to my assistant earlier and I was talking about the, uh, you know, I got invited to go pray for a lady with a brain tumor on Friday. And so we went over, uh, I'm connected to uh, a group of people through this organization called Heaven and Business. And so one of my friends from Heaven and Business calls me again, two business people, and they're actually texting me right now. Um, so two business people uh, going to pray for this woman who's got a brain tumor so we pray with her, her husband, her son, and just a powerful time of ministry. She had all kinds of opposition coming against her and uh, really some strongholds. And, you know, she slept amazing the last several nights. Uh, she feels like she's got her voice back. She would wake up in the middle of the night and couldn't even cry out to the Lord because she was being oppressed so badly. And now she's gotten that back. She had tinnitus in her ear and uh, it went from a seven down to about a two. And we're just believing for complete healing. We went and prayed with her again today. And again, business people who are called to the marketplace, but are ministers in the marketplace, 
there are opportunities all over. But, you know, again, another one of my clients, you know, son's diagnosed with a, a tumor in his brain. And so I'm like, hey, I'll come over and pray for healing. Like, let's let's pray for it. And, and so I do think that there are so many believers out there. They're afraid to step out because, you know, what if they don't get healed? What if what if I, I pray and nothing happens? Well, nothing's already happening. You know, so if you pray, they may get healed because Jesus honors his word. If you don't pray, nothing is going to happen. They're going to continue to partner with the diagnosis. They're going to continue to be in pain. They're going to continue to be suffering and nothing will happen. Step out in faith. Don't worry about it, what it looks like and just go for it. I tell people all the time, like, don't worry about what they're going to think if nothing happens. They don't really think anything's going to happen anyways. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. You come across someone that doesn't believe, you know, just because you pray for them doesn't make them think that there's going to happen. Something's going to happen. It's, it's, uh, so nothing happens. People don't get offended. Like it's, it's, uh, if nothing happens, nothing happens. But but you did what you're supposed to do. We we lost a member in our church recently, and the last two out for two hours, we prayed for him to resurrect, and we prayed and we prayed and we believed, and I thought we were going to see it. Didn't see the breakthrough. Um, now we know where he is, and we rejoice in that. But you know, I don't under there's there is a mystery still. Right. You know, there's there's this mystery of God because it's God and we're we're called to pray for the sick. You know, we're we're called to pray for healing. We're so do that. Do it because it's it's rewarding because I promise you, if you approach someone and they feel the love of Jesus through you, it doesn't matter if they get healed or not. You know, some of my. Some of the most impactful times that I prayed for people, we didn't see breakthrough, but they felt the love of Jesus. You know, I was I was coming I was coming to them with Jesus's love, and and I I came with Jesus's love, and I left with Jesus's love, and so they you know the, a lady in a wheelchair. You know, some people go, Is, doesn't she get offended if she doesn't get healed? No, you know, but I noticed her and I noticed her need and I didn't pretend like there wasn't one because most people ignore people like that. They pretend that they're, they're not even there. They're unseen. So just the fact that I saw her and I got to speak into her and tell her how much Jesus loved her, you know, it would have been glorious for her to get out of her wheelchair and start dancing. But you know what? It was glorious in its own way, too. And so we need we need to get we need to get over ourselves because there's so much more to it and it's it's glorious you know my two years ago uh my wife got healed of stage three cancer like jesus healed her doctor verified doctor denied and then doctor re-verified you know said said it's impossible 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 goes back does a bunch of other tests and finds out it's possible. And that doctor came to faith. That, that's a whole other testimony. And I, don't, I know we don't have that much time, but um, you can, it's on my, there's a video of it on my Instagram if anyone wants to check that out. But God is good. That is amazing. And, and there are, 
There are so many testimonies out there of God healing people. Uh, Every single day he's healing people on this earth. And every single day he's making himself known to people on this earth by his love. And so I think that that is the importance. If, If you are stepping out and you are praying for somebody, if they feel loved from the beginning to the end, that's all that mattered. You know, we want to see the breakthrough. We want to see the healing. But if they experience the love of the Father, then it's worth it. And I think that that is extremely important that people remember. Um, So how can people, it's been great to have you on here today. Uh, How can people learn more about you or get in touch with you, learn more about your church? Yeah, our church is called Dwell New Life City. And we're in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Uh, Yeah, find me on Instagram or Facebook and Shoot me a message if you guys if you guys have any questions, um, you can find me there. And so we will uh, obviously have additional info when this comes out. Uh, but but also if you want to follow us, uh, Living Life on Purpose on Facebook, and then Living Life on Purpose always on Instagram. Send this to people that need encouragement because there's amazing testimonies in this episode. And people need to hear amazing testimonies. They need encouragement daily. This is full of encouragement. This is full of hope. That's what we're all about. So we appreciate you listening, and we will catch you again in two weeks.